Well, first and foremost, I'm a fashion designer. I studied to be a fashion designer, and, and I believe in luxury, I believe in beauty, I believe in desirability. I think there is this kind of thought process when it comes to sustainable fashion that you're sacrificing all of those things in order to be more responsible in the way that you purchase, and the product itself will be compromised. And so I completely challenge that. You know, I really believe that I can make as beautiful, if not more beautiful products but not in a way that, that is harmful to the planet. So it's doable, you know, I, I think I'm creating great things and women want to wear my clothes, they, wanna, they want the pieces, they want the product. And so why doesn't every other house do that? Why don't they open their minds and push themselves, you know? I think every industry has to be pushed, it has to be answerable. To, to how it's manufacturing, how it's producing a product. And the fashion industry is no different from any other. Hello. We're going to be talking fashion in this episode. We're going to be talking bio-fashion and sustainability and where we are going in the future and how we are making a stand for sustainability. And let me tell you something, we are going to look good while we do it, fuckers. So, let me tell you what's going on in this episode. We are going to be weighing in on the legendary Stella McCartney and her challenging the fashion industry to take on the fight of sustainability. We're also going to be homing in on Kanye West and seeing what his ideas are and how he is planning on being the driving force in the sustainability of fashion industry and that's the direction that he's taking. We're also going to be weighing in on those cotton gin mofos and let me tell you something, we're going to slide and up on them and make sure everything is cool and copacetic because you know we're gonna be doing some things in the textile industry so they need to go ahead and make room for the cannabis industry so like I always say people without further ado let's get ready for the show Off the clouds and cheer up. Put on a happy face. Take off the gloomy mask of tragedy. It's not your style. You look so good that you'd be glad you decided to smile. Take out the pleasant outlook. Stick out that noble chin. Wipe off that full of doubt look. Slap on a happy grin. And spread sunshine. everybody and welcome to Pathika Infuse. It is yours truly, Marissa Kay, and we are back for another episode. Welcome, podcast world. 
Thank you everybody for having me. And it is 2023. It's 2023 and we are in full effect. Let me tell you something. 2023, I am very excited for. See, something happened. See, something happened during the pandemic and people, you know, in their houses and they're digging through VHS tapes and they're like cleaning up shit and finding old cell phones and they are on the YouTube right now telling everything. I mean, and it's not just celebrities. It's like everybody's telling everything. Elon Musk is telling everything. Um, you know, everybody's telling everything. Psychics are on there, like, giving up all the tea from what's going on in the spiritual realm. I mean, it is just crazy out here. And, you know, I have a few Pothica predictions. I do. I have a, a few Pothica predictions. You know, I predict that Trump and Kanye that this presidential move, it's just a political stage hijack move. I mean, I really look at this in true simplistics, you know, regardless of whether or not you like Trump, whether or not you don't like Trump, whether you're left, right, up, down, whatever your preference is, uh, reality is, both of these individuals are going to hijack the fuck out of the presidential political stage. And I cannot wait to see this shit storm. Oh my goodness. It is going to be. And don't get me wrong. It's not that when I say shit storm, it's not that I don't think, I, you know, like him or not, Trump, he is a brilliant goon, period. And whether you like him or not, he, in my opinion, he was a little bit necessary in history, whether he revealed some shit or whatever. I mean, and the, the bruh is hilarious. I mean, it is what it is. It's the world that we live in. There's this trend of, you know what? Take your NDA, you star, whoever you are. You know what? You can shove it up your ass. Everybody is on the internet telling stars to shove it up their ass, sue me. And I'm just sitting back, patiently waiting for the Latina maids of LA. Okay, I'm just patiently waiting. I'm waiting for all the maids to get together, whoever they are. And I'm just saying because it do be like a lot of Latina Mexican, Puerto Rican, Guatemalan, whatever you want to call it, you know, people for some reason love some type of his, you know, Latina maid. So I'm just waiting for all the Latina maids to get together and be like, you know what? You can show it your NDA of your ass. I'm telling it all. Beyonce is a bitch. J-Lo is dirty. Britney Spears eats off the floor. I mean, I'm just waiting. I mean, it's coming. I'm trying to tell you. And if it comes, whoever does it, give me my money. I predict it's going to be on Vice. It's going to be like one of their first little episode things. It's going to be like six episodes special. Craziness out here. So, you know, you definitely got to keep your ear to the streets because 
you know, things are changing hour by hour out here. Man, it's ridiculous out here. But on a better note, we're getting our shit together here on planet Earth, you know. And like the beginning of the episode opened in regards to the great Stella McCartney. She is fashion royalty. Uh, she has created all works of fashion art for Beyonce, Meghan Markle. She's been pinned by Queen Elizabeth, you know. Her dad is Paul McCartney from the Beatles. You know, that wonderful group famous everywhere on earth. Her. So she has been a pillar in the fashion community, and she has been the leading individual in regards to embracing fashion sustainability, biodegradable fashion, removing the plastics out of fashion, removing the animal, removing the feathers, introducing the foe. <laughs> but I love it. And let me tell you something. I'm so glad. I'm so glad because, you know, my family knows me as being frugal Fran. Yes, I am frugal Fran. And I love holding on to a dollar. Like, I can't go into the mall and spend too much money. I'm telling you, it makes me sick when I do. I can't do it. My mother laughs at me. But, um, yes, I mean, I have my times that I splurge with my kids. I love those times that I do do that. But other times, you best believe I'm balling on a budget and I am paying attention to the red and the black as I'm doing my math and keeping my books. That's the way you got to make it happen. So that is what I do. But I'm glad, you know, that we are finally uh, breaking through when, with the science, with the science on what we need to do to put hemp in position to make all of Stella McCartney's dreams come true. You know, as if they probably already didn't come true, but damn, this would be wonderful, you know, for her to really get what she wants in regards to sustainability and for us to be able to finally get the textile industry to bend to the will of hemp. And let me tell you, it is happening. It is happening. But you know, it's a lot of the perception. It's a lot of it is the perception because a lot of people just don't know, you know? And 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 if a lot of people um, don't know, then, you know, what can you do? But times are changing. And people are learning. Hemp is moving forward. And this is a quote from Stella McCartney to those people who are in fashion. And she predicts that people that don't adopt sustainability in regards to fashion now, you won't have a future in fashion. So that is her prediction in regards to that. And I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree because we are removing the plastics out of fabric. We are. We're moving forward to sustainability. Like I have said previously, we cannot afford to have any more fabric islands. You know, we turn a blind eye or a lot of us don't even know what they look like. But to see what landfills look like with garbage, with things that have nowhere to go for the next 80 years, you know, because... Plastic don't go nowhere. Plastics 
are in the thread of everything. And so we are consciously making a move into the future where it's cotton versus cannabis. It is definitely cotton versus cannabis. And, you know, and some of this is the reason why they fear Kanye. Because let me tell you something, you know, you can listen to all of the, you know, all the little, you know, bullshit that they sprinkle and, you know, disregard the meat and the potatoes about this man. But, you know, his vision in regards to sustainability, his ability in engineering and science and, you know, not only is he in regards to fashion sustainability and will be um, talking about this in the future when we get into like hempcrete and things like that, but talking sustainable housing and him creating pod homes, okay, that are located in opportunity zones, you know, in the minority area, creating these sustainable pod homes. So it goes even beyond fashion, but just in regards to fashion, bio fashion, meta fashion. The future of fashion, you know, everything is going to have this, uh, this look to it that's very cutting edge. And I think we're not going to have to compromise the look. You know, I don't think we're, we're going to have to compromise on luxury to be sustainable. And I will tell you why. I will tell you why. And it's funny because we're going to go into our history. You know, we're definitely not going to do Pothica Infused. We can talk about everything that's trending because like I tell you with cannabis, what was old is now new. And that is what's going on with cannabis. It is now stepping back in position and it does a kaleidoscope of things. So, I mean, this is just the beginning of it. But right now, we are talking fashion and we're talking about having plastic free fashion. We're talking about Stella McCartney and how she is paving the way for sustainable fashion. You know, so we definitely need to change the perception of how people are looking and, and how everything is not recreational marijuana. Everything is not medicinal marijuana. I keep stressing to people that this industry is going to be mechanized. It's going to be mechanized because it's going to need to be mechanized to save the world, you know, and that's what's going on. And this is definitely a canna battle and the canna is definitely going to win because we made a great mistake in the first place for moving cannabis and removing hemp. You know, eventually we're going to all, we're going to call it all cannabis. But again, for those people who might have this be their first time or they don't know, there's a difference between THC and CBD. And we're not talking THC tonight. Tonight we're talking hemp. We're talking about the industrial version of the plant. They're like cousins. So the one plant does not get you high. It just does not have the THC properties, those crystals that bring on the psychoactive effects. It just does not have that. It just has medicinal properties. It just has CBD and a very, very low 
amount of THC, but it has wonderful industrial properties. And that is what is required right now. I mean, if I told you how much CO2 cannabis absorbs out of the atmosphere compared to just one tree, you know, it's 15 uh, tons, metric tons, compared to a tree that's between two to six metric tons. So, I mean, its ability to absorb CO2 out of the air, its ability to um, not be as prissy as cotton. Cotton is a prissy damn plant. It requires a tremendous, not a lot, but a tremendous amount of water. You know, she also requires a lot of primping. She needs all the pesticides, okay? She needs every last one of them. Her cocktail needs to be on point, you know? Her tending, she's very prissy, you know? So the tending is critical in regards to cotton. Too much work. Too much water and too much work. But unfortunately, we didn't know any better because in the 19th century, when the cotton replaced hemp, when the cotton gin came into full effect, it just kind of got hemp out the way. Cotton was a softer material, a more pliable material to work with. And then they started creating machinery that just was more conducive to cotton. The hemp, you know, the hemp don't fly with the with the cotton machinery. It's too coarse. It's a tough material to work with in regards to creating fashion. Uh, and it's not as easy to break down as the cotton. However, as I told you, I have a scientific breakthrough for everyone this evening. And let me tell you, it is a wonderful thing. So let me tell you, so I have been looking at some of the market information and some of the market reports in regards to the textile exchange. In 2021, it was at 0.2% was the total fiber market, okay, hemp fiber, all right? However, looking now, 2022, about 6%. That is a substantial, substantial rise. So when it comes to sustainability, hemp definitely is the fabric of the future, okay? So you just need to make room. You know, like I said, you need to just move over to make a little space, you know, because cannabis is coming and he's bringing his cousins, you know, and we're going to make a ruckus when we get there. You're going to know we there when we pull up, <laughs> you know, because it's a kaleidoscope, a kaleidoscope uh, plant. It does 25,000 different uses, fuel, plastic hempcrete, fabric. I mean, the, the uses go on and on and on and on, you know, literally. So, I mean, it is no wonder that we would finally have the scientific breakthrough that we have. And the biggest problem in the textile industry was when the cotton gin came along and we had cotton and cotton was that thing that we were doing, everything that we built, our whole infrastructure, is based on cotton, all of the machinery. So it's not as though we can't work with hemp, but 
hemp was not in a position to be able to work with us because it isn't realistic for us to be able to convert all of the machinery that's already well established in the United States of America, China, and India. Okay? We are the main people that do cotton. But science, science has been moving over time like i tell y'all in the cannabis community like they was working on that damn covid vaccine i'm trying to tell you they is working over time because they understand that we need to plant a lot of this crop so that we have sustainability because it's going to give us that down to absorbing co2 out of the air down to replacing plastics and fashion it will put us in position to clean up a lot of the stuff that we have destroyed just simply by default. So that is why we need to push fast forward on cannabis, you know, and, and if you're listening to this, you know, I'm here so that we share this. And I want to make the educational process behind this fun and invigorating. And that's why I'm here. So yes, we have finally found a way to soften the hemp fibers so now we can incorporate the hemp into the cotton machines that already exist so if we were at 0.2% okay so if we were at not and, and I don't mean uh 2% I mean 0.2% we were at in 2021 on the textile exchange. And if in 2022, we're at 6%, okay? And now recently, they are finally like, I mean, we're almost there, you know, like we're almost there with, with perfecting it in softening the hemp fibers and being able to take it through a refinery process that gets the hemp fibers soft so that you can manipulate it as as sweet as you would do cotton. Boom. Here comes the hemp industry. And now you begin to see the kaleidoscope. See, because while you were sitting in your living room bullshitting, thinking that it was all about recreational marijuana, medicinal marijuana. You're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. They want to smoke the weed. and that, But you know, but they said that there was a war on drugs. I'm telling you, it's bigger than the recreational and it's bigger than the medicinal. It is a whole kaleidoscope of colors and, and 25,000 different abilities you know this plant has so it's going to be mechanized it's going to be everywhere in your foods in your cars and building materials and in, in furniture it's going to be in your cooking oils it's going to be everywhere it's going to be how corn syrup is everywhere we're going to make a switch because <laughs> let me tell you something like i said before don't know bugs like weed so it don't need no pesticides it don't drink hardly no water you know it you know and when you're growing it for industrial use and you're not growing it for um medicinal or recreational use and you don't have to do all the primping and pruning and all of that stuff then hey you just let that shit grow 
and then cut it down. That's all you got to do. Just let that shit grow. And then when it's ready, cut it down. I mean, it's like hardly no maintenance to it. Not to the degree of so many other um, agricultural uh, things. So, yes. So this is what is going on. This is where fashion is. This is where it is. It's going to be in sustainability and it's going to be in vital, degradable fashion. So if you're in fashion, then kind of, you know, peek on in. Do a little bit of research and see what's going on. Because I'm telling you, cotton is going to have to make room for cannabis. And it's just going to be just like that. Just like that. Because it makes no sense. Listen, cotton, you're worth $385 billion dollars u.s dollars that was the profit in the american fashion industry okay the most the one that i caught the most recent okay so it doesn't matter if it was a few months off last year this year i mean shit you know come on now that's what you're doing you're flipping 385.7 billion dollars is what we're doing in the fashion industry so i mean you can just wrap your head around how much space there will be for cannabis in the future of fashion. Oh, man, yes. Yeah. So I'm so excited. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I am. So let me tell you, it is going to be approaching Valentine's Day soon. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I only post my shows every other week because I put a lot of work into my shows. I do a lot of research for the things that I want to talk to uh, my cannabis community about because I think it is very important for somebody like myself to take this matter very serious, but then make it fun all at the same time. Because I'm telling you, you know, it, I, don't nobody like learning shit if you got to learn it and be bored while you learn it. So you might as well make it interesting while you do it. That's what I say. So like I said, it's going to be Valentine's Day coming up soon. I'll post another podcast, but that'll be with uh, Chef Charles. I'm going to be going to this game night uh, next week. That's going to be filled with all types of cannabis goodies and spade games and that'll be heading up to some other things that i'm going to be doing here as well Shh, i'll keep the lid on that just a little bit longer but yes going to be going to this game night and it's going to be very interesting so that'll be uh one of my next shows coming up but i want to prepare myself for valentine's day so i am very much thinking about something sexy something that is very unisex and very beautiful. So I'm thinking that we are going to do a strawberry champagne canna cupcake. Oh yeah, that sounds sexy. That sounds really sexy. So let me tell you, we're going to be going ahead and getting into this recipe and we're going to be having fun while we do it. So let's break to the recipe portion of Pothica Infused. Hi, it's the recipe portion and mm, this is definitely a sexy cupcake. 
If there ever was a sexy cupcake, if there was a cupcake that you needed to combine with fashion, then let me tell you something. The strawberry champagne can of cupcake is definitely where it's at and it would definitely be walking the catwalk. So let's get to this recipe because we're going to be stepping up our chef skills just a little bit to pull this one off. We're going to have to use a few different methods, you might say. So we're going to be taking our granulated sugar and we're going to be making it a bit finer. Now, if you don't have a food processor and you can hit it for 30 seconds, then don't worry. Then you can just get a pilon or one of those mashers that are at the supermarket for grinding garlic and herbs and you can pull it off with that. Also, we'll be using a paddle attachment in this recipe. Don't fret, if you don't have a paddle attachment, then you can go old school style and use a whisk. Come on now, we're no babies here, don't be huffing and puffing. We're gonna just be making cupcake batter, we're not gonna be blending fudge, so cool out. So listen, once we get into this recipe, it's gonna be quick, it's gonna be delicious, you know you need your whisk, you know you need your bowls, and come on so I can tell you about these ingredients here. So we're gonna need 430 grams of flour, 265 grams of sugar, three teaspoons of baking powder, half teaspoon of salt, two large eggs, one and a half cups of rosé champagne. Now if you don't wanna use the rosé champagne and you wanna do your non-alcoholic thing, then you can get that fizzy shit that you give the kids on New Year's Eve, no problems. You can fix it that way. So let's keep going. 57 grams of unsalted can of butter, 56 grams of unsalted butter, half cup of canna MCT coconut oil, two tablespoons of sour cream, two teaspoons of vanilla. So listen, set your oven to 320 degrees and let's begin incorporating our ingredients. So listen, we're gonna mix our dry ingredients first, okay? So blend together the flour, the sugar, the salt, get all of that together and you're gonna sift. Now listen, people, sifting is your friend. You don't want no clumpy shit, okay? We don't mess around like that, and especially if you don't sift with your icings, then you're gonna mess it up. And what do we aim to do here on Pathika Infuse? We aim to not fuck it up. So listen, let's keep going. So we're gonna incorporate our dry ingredients, sift them, whisk them, put them to the side, right? Then we're gonna go grab our wet ingredients, not our butters, but just our wet ingredients. We're gonna take our two large eggs, we're gonna take our MCT oil, our sour cream, our vanilla, and our champagne, and we're gonna put that all together, and we're gonna get it a nice whisk until it's all blended, and we're gonna go ahead and put that to the side, okay? Now we're gonna come back over to those dry ingredients and we're gonna incorporate all those butters and we are gonna blend it until it's like sand. Now come on people, sand, all right? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out the consistency of sand. If you've never been to a beach, I don't know, consistency of dirt a little bit, but sand. 
you know that's the consistency that we're going to make it out to be so once you have that good consistency and it's all incorporated now we're going to go ahead and either paddle attach our um, for our mixing bowl or we're going to go ahead and grab our whisk so get to it and we're going to mix this on medium for about two minutes and then once we've done that while we're slowly incorporating our wet ingredients we're not going to do that fast so we're going to slowly incorporate get that all blended scrape down the sides mix it for another 20 seconds boom it's done we can go ahead and start filling our lined cupcake molds however would you choose to do it whatever silicone non-stick whatever your style is and then you know we're going to put those in the oven at that 320 degrees for 25 minutes and voila you have your champagne cupcakes and now we can go to the second part which is going to be our strawberry filling okay now listen you can use this strawberry filling for anything now don't forget on those cupcakes three quarters full people three quarters full on the cupcakes okay now back to the filling you can use this strawberry filling for anything you want but today we're going to be filling it in cupcakes so after we pull out the centers and just for a little hack i just use an apple core you can be fancy and buy one of those cupcake punch things and remove it but sometimes for me it removes just a little bit too much uh, of my cupcake so i like to do it with just an apple corer and pull out how much I want out of the center of the cupcake so that we can go ahead and prepare them for this filling and we won't do that until of course they have cooled completely now the strawberry filling we're gonna use one pound of fresh strawberries but if you choose to use fro frozen strawberries I told you we're gonna keep it easy here you will not screw it up if you decide to use frozen strawberries. So you're gonna go ahead and get your frozen strawberries together. You're gonna get a third cup of sugar. You're gonna get a third cup of water. You're gonna get two tablespoons of lemon juice and you're gonna put to the side three tablespoons of cornstarch for our slur. And we are gonna need some red food coloring for this one. Your choice but I'll explain why okay bear with me so we're gonna go ahead and put this in a pot all together I mean this is a no-brainer you're gonna put all of your ingredients in there you're gonna let it simmer once they start cooking up you're gonna mash them use whatever you got to mash them if you got a potato masher use that if you got a wooden spoon use that but you're gonna mash your strawberries okay and you're gonna let them reduce by half once they reduce by half, you're going to take that cornstarch that you've put to the side. You really can't mess this up making a slur. You're just going to add enough water to make sure that the cornstarch is wet and all incorporated. And then you're going to take that, put it in your strawberry mixture, mix that up until it's well incorporated, let it chill on the low heat for a couple more minutes, and then remove it and let that cool until it is room temperature. Once it is room temperature, you can go ahead and fill those cupcakes with the strawberry filling. Now, 
the strawberry champagne ombre icing. We're gonna need yellow food coloring, pink food coloring, four cups of powdered sugar, sifted people, sifted, sifted, five tablespoons of champagne, four tablespoons of unsalted can of butter, two tablespoons of unsalted regular butter, one teaspoon vanilla, two teaspoons of strawberry extract. We just want a little of, you know, strawberry, okay? All right, and those five tablespoons of champagne, trust me. So now we're gonna start putting this all together. We're gonna start with our butters. We're going to make sure that we cream those butters and that we cream them well, okay? Then what we're gonna do is we're gonna incorporate the sifted powdered sugar one cup at a time because we don't want powdered sugar clouds all in our kitchen. Okay, we don't want to make a mess. It'll make a mess. So one cup at a time, we're going to incorporate it. And then as we incorporate it, we're going to add all of our wet ingredients. And we're going to keep on mixing that until everything comes together nice and fluffy and delicious. And if you choose to add more powdered sugar to this recipe because you want it more sweet or thicker, you can do that. If you want less, you can do that too. You can't screw this up, trust me. Now, we're gonna go to our piping bags, all right? Now, when we're completing this at the end, once everything's incorporated, we're just gonna add a few drops of yellow food coloring. Just do one at a time and mix. And then if you need to add another one, add another one, depending upon what kind of dye you're using. Because we want this to be a nice pale yellow icing, okay? Then we're gonna take the pink food coloring and put the pink food coloring on the end of a bamboo stick, on the end of a clean spoon or the end of a knife, but all we need to do is get that pink food coloring on the inside of the piping bag. And we're gonna make little pink lines up the piping bag. Then we're gonna go ahead and put that yellow buttercream icing in there and use whatever piping tip of your preference on that bad boy and when it comes out it is going to have these beautiful hues of pink inside of that it's going to turn to like a pink into an orange and then a yellow oh it's going to be so beautiful and then you can go ahead and top these with some pearl candies edible candies or you can top them with some gold dust and oh it's so beautiful so beautiful oh i hope you enjoy it and please don't forget to join us next week on another recipe portion of Pathaga Infuse. Smoke weed every day. Well, yeah, another recipe portion of Pothica Infused. I got my sexy voice on. <laughs> so, listen, I have had the most interesting week, and it has made me really be humbled in my craft. I'm so blessed that this is my lane. It's a peaceful lane, at least at this point. 
I, I really hope and pray that it remains that way. However, I, I'm very much aware that it's going to have its ebbs and flows and its stresses and its ups and downs, however you relate best. But I know at the end of the day, I have picked a lane of something that is happy. And for the majority who don't understand at this point in the road, they will understand in the end game. And I'm very confident of that. Very confident of that. Because I know, you know, too, because I, I come from a Christian family. I've got some God-fearing folks around me. And I don't think that cannabis has anything to do with religion. And I don't think that it has anything to do with relationship with God. I really truly believe that we as people made a human mistake about a plant that God put here on God's green earth. And, and this is whether you want to be God fearing, if you want to be atheist, whatever your, your, you know, whatever your belief system is, but just stating what the current common belief system is, is that God put this on God's green earth. And we made a decision to outlaw it. Something that has 25,000 different uses. And all we can look at it as a majority is, you know, recreational and medicinal. And it's so much bigger than that. And that's why it has the nickname the kaleidoscope plant because it just has that many vast abilities. And that's why I believe that I'll never run out of anything to talk about. Um, now that I be truly believe that we are going full force into the future and enable to pull it off, there's going to have to be some things that are going to need to aid us along the way. And I just truly believe that cannabis is going to be one of those things for a multitude of reasons. Now, uh, last night, I was having a business meeting. You know, I'm not going to mention any names. Eventually, names will get mentioned. Ha, 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 ha. But I'm not going to mention any names. Not right now. Shh. But I was at a meeting. In a diner. Having coffee. Late at night. Not late. Nine o'clock. That's late to me. Because I, I try to get up news anchor early. In 2023, that's one of my resolutions. I'm getting up news anchor early, you know, when it's dark outside still, because I'm such a nocturnal person. I've, I broke it. I get up early now, watch the sun come up, do the elliptical for 30 minutes, all that good, boring, grown shit that makes you go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. But last night, I did not, because when there's business to be handled, I can handle it because I always get my eight hours. So, um, so we're having coffee. We're talking weed. Okay. That's what we're talking. We're talking weed and we're talking about some of the plans that I have for Pothica in the future and that I am at that point in the road where I know that I am about to partner up. And this person would be a fabulous partner. So it was exciting. And I was just talking about being a Sagittarius in this. And my sister, you know, who's all into 
telling you everything you need to know about your sign and how you move in in this world, okay? And how others are moving against you or with you. She'll let you know through your sign. So, my sign, Sagittarius, ruled by Jupiter, okay? Ruled by Jupiter, so I'm lucky. And I am. I haven't seen many broke days unless I was just being a bonehead. But when I wasn't being a bonehead, this girl right here is Lady Luck for sure, okay? So as I'm talking to this potential partner and we're sitting down, going over shit, I just said, you know, the way that I've learned this, as long as I understand what the end game is that I want, things just seem to be happening organically along the way and just pop up and give me, you know, affirmation that I'm doing the right thing. And lo and behold, Lady Luck strikes again. And the waitress comes over and she says, oh, and she looks at the table and she sees because I gifted this person some infused coquito that I had and I gave them some can of chocolate dipped pretzel rods and a bunch of different uh, flavors, you know, here I taste some stuff. And she can see the, the cannabis stickers, the, the emblems on the wine bottle. And so she's curious, you know how waitresses are, you know, they start talking. You can't get them to stop, you know, once you've made friends. I know this because I was a waitress. I'll push you over, sit the fuck down. <laughs> so sometimes you get like that as a waitress. So she starts chopping it up with us. We start talking and she reveals to us that she has MS. And this is the late shift at night, I told you. She has multiple sclerosis. She lives in Jersey. She travels to Philadelphia to work in this restaurant every day. And I tipped it. We, but, but he tipped her very handsomely, which was wonderful because I go cashless everywhere right now and it pisses me off because I don't know whether to go cashless or card. So I leave my money in the house by accident running around with iPhones. But anyhow... I have to get better with that. But back to the waitress. <laughs> so she starts telling us about her MS, the tremors, having to lift her legs up in the morning to get out of bed, the pain, and that how edibles have changed her life. She can function without the tremors. She's not taking a whole fistful of medicine on a daily basis and it gives her long-term relief to the point that she's waitressing the night shift at a restaurant at a diner at that you know that gets pretty good action too coming from Jersey that's remarkable that's remarkable I looked at him and I said what I tell you there you go, right there. You see what just the hell happened? So if you think you're making a bad decision, um, you know, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I got to talk in my Joe Pesci voice when I'm when I'm talking about deals. My voice changes because it's like we talking about deals. So I got like, you know, I'm like grabbing my invisible junk and stuff. But... <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just feel like when you when you talk in business, 
and you're from Philly, you gotta you gotta really put you know you gotta put away all of that little high sedity shit, and you 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 gotta your swag gotta be on a thousand. You can't play with these people. Don't forget. I don't know where you listening from, but you know. Sometimes you, when I start talking business, you start hearing my, my Philly come out and the little hog come out. <laughs> so, you know, I can't help it. So we're talking business in there and she's giving her testimony. And I'm like, you know, look, it's everywhere. Then she goes further to tell us about some of the opioid addicted people that are at the medical facility that she goes to and how they have a program there where they're dosing them with high doses of THC every two hours. And that these these people that are over there that are trying to kick opioids addiction, that they're kicking it like willingly because it does that. I said that before in my last episode. It'll sit a dope head on his ass. He'll be like, yeah, uh, Bob. I, you know, I, I'm, like, I'm not going to go with you on this run. You know, I, I think, I, you know, I think, you know, I think this run, this run, I'm good. Maybe, maybe I might need to go with you on the next run. But, you know, I think I can sit this run out. And then if you get one less run under your belt, one less run under your belt, one less run, and you can get through it without all of the nausea, the pain, and all of that shit that comes with trying to kick dope and kick fentanyl. Oh, man, let me tell you something. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Just give it time. This world is going to get itself together. This is just the reveal stage right now. This is just, you know, people don't realize we've gone live. See, before we used to plan for the future, we used to have to plan the shit, think about it, put it together, and then, you know, you had that shit. Now, you don't have to wait that long. You don't got to wait to go to the library. You don't have to wait to investigate. You got a plan. You want to do something. You could start that shit in real time right now. Start looking that shit up. And yeah, I need this. Da, 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 order that shit. You be ordering shit off of Amazon. Listen, I don't who Jeff Basil Bizzle, whatever the hell your name is, bruh. They can hate on you all you want to. That shit was fabulous. I could get shit in real time. If I want to put together an idea right now, within forty eight hours, I can have that shit wrapped, packaged, looking beautiful, and ready to fucking go out the door. And that's real rad. We're doing shit in real time. The world has gone live. You can't erase information fast enough because it's just... That's just what it is. And cannabis is part of that. Cannabis has gone live. Okay? All right? And it's going to be coming like a runaway locomotive. Just hitting shit. And I know people are suffering in the cannabis industry right now. I know they are. I know that 280E. I mean, I know them tax codes is kicking y'all ass. But if you could think about this plant in a kaleidoscope fashion and branch out and break out from where you at right now. Because everybody just jumped all in and everybody went straight dispensary. And everybody went straight medicinal. Everybody went the straight, did the same shit. So, of course, it wasn't going to be room for everybody because everybody did the same shit. But you do yourself a world of justice right now to sit back, gather your thoughts and pivot. You know? 
but I'm here. I'm here. And I'm going to be keeping my ear to the streets. I'm going to be educating. I'm going to be spreading the world, the word in a respectable fashion regarding the cannabis industry and everything that it has to offer and the beautiful people that are within it. So I'm going to be having some guests coming on soon. I'm definitely going to be having uh, Chef Charles coming on the show very soon. I'm going to be booking that. As you know, guys, like I said, Pothicanon went live too. I'm doing all this in real time, you know, um, <clears throat> and working definitely with fists full of faith. So I'm going to be having Chef Charles. You can look him up on Instagram. So glad you ate. It's so underscore glad underscore just the letter U underscore eight, A-T-E. All right. Follow him. He has wonderful, wonderful edible treats. He throws parties as well. I mean, I know I do my thing, but let me tell you something. It is enough people out here for you to be able to share your craft with all the people. It's enough to go around for everybody, you know? So he, um, he does what I do. He infuses, he does, uh, and I, I give my tip, my hat to him. He is way more than a, of a vet than I am. I met him, uh, some time ago at, at a party of a mutual friend. And even in those stages, when I was just beginning, he was already in the thick of it. So he definitely came in on the tsunami ride and the surfboard. And um, we're going to have an opportunity to talk with him and gather his thoughts on what's going on in the cannabis industry here in Philadelphia. I'm also going to be having a Lars Tetons on the show. He is a world famous chef, cigar maker. I mean, this man is the dra the jack of all trades and the master of them all too. This man has been around the world and back again and has had successful seasoning uh, lines and uh, wine lines, cigars. He has uh, CBD that he is uh, growing and selling a wonderful, wonderful Delta 8 that I've had the opportunity to try myself. And this, man, this this is a smooth bud, man. This flower's good. So I will be having a conversation with him and bringing him on the show. And he'll be shedding some of his insight on his knowledge of the cannabis industry. And maybe he'll give us some hints and tips in regards to the cigar industry and wine and alcohol. That's a wonderful thing. So like I say all the time, people, go to Pothica.com and keep yourself up to speed with everything that's going on with me. Be patient with me through all of these processes. I am a one-woman army who is transitioning into a multifaceted machine. So this is uh, definitely a wild ride. And Pothica Infused is my baby. And I know that this is the only way that I'm going to reach the world and get the world to understand the true, true character of the cannabis culture. So thank you so much for joining us on Pothica Infused. And I'll see you next time. Have a wonderful evening.
gray skies are gonna clear up Put on a happy face Brush off the clouds and cheer up Put on a happy face Take off the gloomy mask of tragedy It's not your style You look so good that you'd be glad you decided to smile Take out the pleasant outlook Stick out that noble chin Wipe off that full of doubt look Slap on a happy grin And spread sunshine 